0: Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: But first, today prisoners have been transferred to the new Limerick Women's Prison. Uh, this happened during the week, and one of the main priorities for the Irish Prison Service in the new state-of-the-art prison is to create a safe space, a safe place, really, for for the women. And um, if you see the photographs, there's um, a lot of photographs in the Irish Independent. They went on a tour of the facility, and you'll see that you know it includes a gym. Salon, there's ensuite rooms, there's independent, you know, living cells effectively. And there's been some criticism online. I don't want to overstate it. It's probably not surprising. But I want to know what do you think today? And do you think that decent state of the art facilities help to encourage reform? Eighteen hundred four five three one oh six is the number. Robert is with us on the line. Um Robert, what's your view on this?
2: Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's a good thing to have the prisons up to a standard of living that uh, is good for the prisoners. I think the emphasis should be on that you lose your freedom for committing a crime. It shouldn't be that you should have to suffer while you're, while you're doing your time. And uh, I think it's a good idea. If you look at the Scandinavian countries, the, each prisoner has their own cell. The cell doors are not locked at night. And I think it's the right attitude
1: yeah the the, the 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 being incarcerated is that is the sentence sentence enough. That
2: is the sentence and that has to be the sentence. Now there's prisons in the United States where male inmates are raped up to 10 times a day and I don't ever want to see that coming to Ireland like. I think the emphasis should be on the safety of the prisoners inside where they're not being abused sexually or physically that they should be let to their time and peace but as I said and give them every opportunity to learn whatever it is they have an interest in whether it's welding, uh, working on cars, uh, whatever it is do the best to try and give them an interest in something while they're doing their time but leave doing their time safe and leave losing their freedom the whole point of doing their time Mm. Now, if I may say something, if you don't mind, mm. in relation to this case where that American man was attacked there about two weeks ago. And well, I'm just I might
1: nice I might just Robert, it if you don't mind, because there's as you know there's an ongoing case in 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 relation to that, and, and people have been before the court, so we're we're kind of constrained somewhat in, in what we can in what we can say about that. But do you think that the state of the art facilities uh, with regards to the prison, it's it, it helps to I suppose encourage reform, and particularly where you have. Um, you know the likes of whether it's a hair salon or whatever it is, there's the opportunity to lear, learn a trade and and yeah, and fine tune that. And
2: well, if you put someone into a, a prison cell with another inmate, the cells are, I believe, very small, maybe seven foot by uh, twelve foot, and if you're going to lock them up there like uh, for twelve hours a day and longer and give them a three- or four-year sentence, The there's a great chance it's going to have an impact on them psychologically. So they will come out worse than they'll ever mm. go in. And you're going okay. to inflict psychological damage on an awful lot of inmates by doing that. And it's the wrong way to go. But let them know, tell them time and time again, the emphasis while you're in here is that you lose mm. your freedom and that's it.
1: Okay. Now, you can have me-
2: a situation where someone may make a decision to rob, uh, let's just say, 120,000 euros. And they will believe that they might be sentenced to a year for doing so. Their attitude might be, I can handle the year, and when I come out, my 120,000 is still there. You would have to look at that differently yeah. okay. and increase Depending the prison on the, time yeah. for, for crimes yeah.
1: like okay. that, you know. Now, Paul is on the line as well. Paul, do you agree with, you know, state-of-the-art facilities... Um and the idea of helping to encourage encourage reform.
3: That's right. How are you doing? Not at all. Um, the last caller says, you know, if, if, if we, these people they lose their freedom, that's it. Sure, why don't we all go to prison? We we'll go in, and get our hair done, and we we'll get our nails done, and we we'll get whatever we like. Do we we'll get a false tan maybe while we're in there? And he says that the, they might learn a trade that they're interested in. If they were interested in the first place, they wouldn't be robbing in the first place. But if you if you get someone who, for argument's sake, targets elderly people and beat seven sorts of shit out of them, and gets six months in prison and gets back out and does the same thing again. Why, in the name of God, would we give them facilities where, where they can, you know, live it up, basically? Why work, Why work hard to pay taxes? Should I be better off just going to prison? Oh,
1: yeah, it's uh, like... I, 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 I know, I, I understand the, you know, the criticism and I suppose when people see the, the headline around, you know, like new state of the art and independent level cells, but I don't know, Paul, you you wouldn't swap it, it. you know.
3: I, you, uh, no, I say I look, we don't live in the, we, I know we don't live in the 1800s and I expect people to be flogged to death when they go to prison, but there has to be some penalty. you have to say when you're going into prison, Jesus, this is not going to be good. You know, it can't really be going to the prison saying, I'll do six months if I can't get a job. Sure, I'll, I'll, or maybe, I'll, I'll, I don't know, I'll smash up a shop or I'll, I'll target somebody else. I'll get another six months in prison. It gets me off the street, doesn't it? I mean, we can't have it that sort of situation either. Uh,
1: John Lonergan's a former Mountjoy governor. Jo- John's on the line as well. Like, John, look, you know better than, better than anybody... Um, what you know what what it, what it's like for for people when they're in uh, behind bars and spending any any length of period of time and just outline, in your view i suppose the importance of having um have, having decent facilities
0: yeah I, I i worry about that headline in the state of the art because it it does give the public you know it, it rubs them up the wrong way and sometimes you know the establishment in this case the Irish prison service they nearly go overboard in trying to sell something um, to the public, because prisons are never, you know, state of the art. Anything prisons are prisons, and there's a wall around it, and people are locked up, even in as in in a Dr. A, a state of the art facility. They're still locked up 16, 17, 18 hours a day seven days a week for the duration of their sentence. They are separated and, and, re, and restricted in almost every element of life. So it, to, to give this impression that prisons are some type of state-of-the-art wonderful facilities, I welcome the development in Limerick, because the Limerick, old Limerick uh, prison for women, was a horrible old place. It was out of date and out of, uh, you know, out of its time, and it's about time that a new facility was provided. And providing sort of decent living uh, uh, facilities uh, for for women in prison um, and, and some facilities like uh, a hairdressing salon and other facilities, a gym and things like that. They're, that's all in order to, to help people to cope with imprisonment and to, and to live uh, and to feel better about themselves simple things. In 1985, and God, this is a long time ago now, uh, the first most revolutionary thing that was done in Mount Jai Women's Prison was to bring in a professional hairdresser, uh, simply to to, to cut and to treat uh, women uh, hair, and, and provide some hair because women felt better about themselves afterwards. And if you feel better about yourself, well, then you're more open to, uh, you know, taking on uh, extra sort of challenges like educating, like maybe learning some skills and all that stuff. So, so a lot of the facilities and a lot of the regime is about sustaining the person while they're in prison. You know, with the old days, everyone remembers the old days and the, the industrial schools and the reformatory schools and, indeed, prisons. They were, they were, they were, uh, the philosophy underpinning them was brutality and inhumanity. And everyone rejected that over the years. And currently, people say that was a horrible time. Well, we don't want to replicate that in, in 2023. So with a very small number of women in prison, uh, less than 200, um, I've always said, one of the things I always said was that women always appear to bring all their personal and family difficulties with them into prison, while men usually left their family difficulties and problems outside. So women are worried a lot in prison about their children, about their uh, accommodation, about their mothers or parents. So they're they they are completely different and uh, they have different needs, I suppose, that's the main thing. And finally, I suppose, to make the point that in 1995-96, uh, the Doca Centre was designed and the mm. Doca Centre uh, was and, 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 and certainly had the potential to be a model for the rest of the world and, and the rest of Europe. Um, so, you know, the, the regime that will be operated within the new facilities in Limerick, uh, as it has happened in, in the Docker Centre, the regime will have the major bearing on how will cope with prison, imprisonment. Facilities alone are only one element of it. It's the regime that's in place every day that really matters.
1: But presumably, John, and I know from over the years, you know, um, doing out or carrying out different reports for, you know, various different programmes. I've been in some of the country's prisons in, in order to do that. And like one of the points that's often made is that, you know, because usually when we see headlines around the number, the amount of state funding that's been spent on, you know, buying televisions or TV packages for, for inmates or we talk about the hair salon and this kind of thing, like where you have facilities like that, the point is often made that you actually have less attacks and crime than within the prison because prisoners, it, it takes away the boredom.
0: Absolutely. There's no question about that. And, and the, you know, the mental and psychological well-being of people. I mean, prison is tough. I, I, I just have to keep saying that. Uh, you know, the vast, vast numbers, 99% of people who are in prison, even homeless people, if you gave them the option tomorrow morning, would you, would you stay in prison? Would you go back out on the streets and be homeless? 99% will opt to go out on the street, because freedom is, is a very important element of all human beings' lives. And we all like the freedom to do things. And that's the very thing that prison uh, takes away from them. So the regime itself uh, and the way people uh, are treated in prison is a very important part. And it is a responsibility of the state, I believe, to show by example that this is the right way to live. These are, these are the standards that we should be aiming for. Because remember, people who are in prison have broken the law and the state has intervened. So I have no difficulty at all in, in, in uh, supporting any initiatives that take place that will help uh, people. Most people in prison come from very deprived backgrounds. This is not an excuse for their criminality, but the reality is mm. they come from very deprived backgrounds. Many of them, are, most of them indeed, have serious addiction problems. They're always, uh, the vast numbers are poorly educated. So their chances in life and the opportunities that they have in life on the outside are very, very limited. And if prison can do anything at all to help and support them to make changes in Lives. The one thing I know for certain is uh, inhumanity and punishment will not encourage people to change.
1: Noola's on the line as well, John. I just want to bring Noola in for a moment. It's 1800 453 106 is is the number if you want to join us. Uh, Noola, what's your view on um, prison facilities and and helping to bring about reform? I 100%
4: agree with John. I would go further and um, introduce uh, much more education, CBT, teaching new skills. Um, People are in prison uh, 171 hours, 72 hours a week. Like it is an awful long time to uh, be just sitting around with nothing to do. Um, I think prisons should be more uh, correctional, rehabilitative, um, and educational, um, not just taking your freedom away. Taking the freedom away is the punishment. That is the punishment. But to avoid people going back into prison, you need to have, um, first of all, teach, uh, um, treat them in a humane way. And um, not as uh, because clearly they've fallen through the cracks of society um, from possibly a very young age, deprived background. Why is that background uh, deprived? Are the pa- where the parents suffering from uh, mental illness? Where the the unemployable? Where like there is. The reason people go into prison is not just because they smashed a window or robbed a bank. Or now there are uh, obviously dangerous, violent people that deserve to be in prison, a high security prison. But the majority of prisoners, in my opinion, and I'm almost sixty years of age, I've lived in Ireland all my life. Um, they, 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 they've intervention starts in my opinion with the children, testing for undiagnosed neurodiversity symptoms. Um, le- leading um, leading to understanding the, for for the parents and the children to understand how their individual brains work and working with them doesn't necessarily mean medication. I have ADHD myself. I can't take medication due to a heart issue, but I am co- uh, being coached through um, my symptoms. I only found out this year. I raised three productive members of society um, w- w- with my ADHD, but okay. it wasn't easy. If I had had this diagnosis a lot earlier, Um, Mm. my children's lives would have been uh, my life would have been easier how I raised them would have been different so to me it's going back to the beginning why are they in prison in the first place why do they fall
1: through the process Some of the texts coming in um, on this today this listener says why do law abiding members of the public have to pay to train in areas of interest Um, asks one texter another listener our prisons in this country are like three star hotels this texter says if you can't do the time don't do the crime prison should be a place that you never want to go back to. John, I can su- I'm sure you can understand why there's criticism.
0: Of... Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, Andrea. Of course I understand and I, I've been, you know, I've been hearing it for over 50 years mm. and uh, as, I, I, as I have often said, like, I mean, it's almost a complete contradiction. We condemn the past in relation to the way we treated young people and women in prison. Remember when I started off in the prison service in the late 1960s, the women were treated horribly in prison there were horrendous facilities and they were humiliated. And, you know, they, 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 as I said, they, prisoners cut their hair for them, you know, one prisoner cut the other person's hair. They had our prison uniforms. It was horrendous. And that was condemned and rightly so. And now we're beginning to try to make progress and, and, and do it in a more modern way and we're still being criticised. So it is about trying to inform the public that it is a very complex issue. Uh, You know, the prison element of of crime is only one part. It's generally the most negative part because it's the punishment side. But when you're talking about then what happens to people while they're in prison, you must try to encourage them to feel good about themselves so that they will uh, take on new challenges in life around uh, learning often basic living skills, uh, often uh, basic education, and whatever it is. And then when they go out, what you want them to do is to to move away from criminality. But in doing that, you have to help them and you have to give them options.
1: Well, it's not about taking... Many of them are
0: addicted, many of them have psychiatric illness. So it's not, uh, you know, the normal person that you'll meet out in the street. The vast numbers of people in prison have also other major issues. Uh, as, as I have mentioned,
1: yeah, it's like I mean, you, you can you can look at the the um, whole rehabilitation program within prison and still not take the attitude of the poor prisoner. I mean, like it's it's a different conversation when you are talking about sentencing and and harsher and stricter and longer sentences than it is what you do while during your time behind bars.
0: Absolutely, and 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 we we'll have to remember as well. There's one other key element that we must mention in this as well, and that's the staff. Uh, you know, there's by and large, there's fantastic staff working in prisons, as they are working at the coalface in many other organisations, but like prisons. I like organizations outside that work with homeless people or addicted people. Uh, there are some wonderful staff working in prisons as well, in all the many disciplines, including prison staff and professionals in the law. They also need decent living conditions and working conditions in order to feel good about themselves and to be enthusiastic about their job. So, uh, you know, having modern facilities and go- a positive regime in the prison has two benefits. It benefits the prisoner who will also benefit from the staff So it's a win all really to have modern facilities and, and okay. to treat people with humanity because if you would definitely treat them with inhumanity you should not be surprised if they treat people on the outside with inhumanity.
1: Um, a lot of people getting in touch about this today so we're talking about the, uh, the inside of the new Limerick Women's Prison and the photographs are they're in the Independent actually are online if people want to have a look at them. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about the new Limerick Women's Prison. Um, prisoners were transferred there during the week and um there's been some criticism. I'm not going. There's not a like. I'm not going to overhype the level of criticism, but there is some criticism online about the new prison uh, because it's described by the prison service as state of the art facilities. Um, there's a gym. There's a salon. There's ensuite rooms. There's independent living cells, and the photographs are in the independent. Uh, if you want to have a look at them, John Lonergan, the former Mountjoy governor, was with us there a few moments ago. Um, he was very much playing down the language of state of the art, uh, for sure. But um, we're asking people today, do decent facilities, if you want to call it that, help to encourage reform and rehabilitation for prisoners behind bars? And there's a lot of people getting in touch about this. The number's 1800 453 106. Nicky is with us on the line. Nikki, what's your view on this?
5: Um, I think these uh, state of dark prisons, which I don't think that's what they should be called, um... Help people when they go into prison. Uh, one of your uh, previous callers put it best that uh, these people felt, felt fallen through the cracks of society. Um, they're they're committing crimes. They don't feel part of society, and we want to rehabilitate them into being better human beings. For when when they leave prison, they don't want them to reoffend. So part of like these prisons is to like encourage the behaviour of well look, these are the nice things you can have if you're a good decent person of society. And here, maybe learn a trade that will help you when you get out. Um, I mean, prisons in the UK, or like some prisons in the UK, like some of the newer prisons, are doing the exact same thing. With um, to use the term, state of the art facilities, um, they're not state of the art. They should be part of prison um, like reform. We need to educate these people that have like broken the law.
1: So, if you if you're open to rehabilitation, changing your ways. When exactly. you're behind bars, this is what you can have. This is the life you can have when you leave on the outside.
5: Yes, exactly. You find that a lot of reoffending rates is because they've not been treated as people in prison. I mean, look at America; their reoffending rates are terrible. You compare that to say Norway, Sweden, where their prisons are like the the new one in Limerick, uh, with ensuite bathrooms and and uh, state of the art. Facilities that their reoffending rates are like minuscule in comparison, and we want people not to reoffend. We want to encourage good behaviour in society.
1: What about you, Mark? What's your view on this?
6: Yeah, good afternoon, Andrea. Oh, yeah. i just listening to that caller there. Um, to me, that sounds great, but it depends on how many uh, previous convictions you have. I wouldn't like someone to be on a holiday camp like that that has got 90 or 100 convictions. To me, they're beyond. Um, I don't use to repair, but reform. Let's say that's I wouldn't mind. Let's say a prison like that for let's say if somebody had less than ten convictions and ten. I'm being generous. They could even say less than five. But if you're in there with 20, 30, 40 convictions, or you're in there for life, or you've got to be in a you know, I would have that prison like a hellhole. To be honest with you, you know that if you don't want to be reformed, well, we're not going to invest any money around you here today. And that's so can someone give us a bit more background of who's going to be in that mm-hmm. prison, whether it be male or female, I not know that we're talking about a women's prison today. But a male or female out of prison, how many convictions? What's the cut off point for being in there? If someone in there on ninety convictions, do they think they're still warranted for to, to be to have that investment put into them? Uh, you know but, but, sorry but because behind every prisoner in in, in these in these jails with nineteen hundred convictions, people always forget the free legal aid costs that 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 has, that, that that they've built up along the way
1: and behind yeah, every right. behind every person behind bars as well there's was the victims. Yeah, and, and I I don't don't get me wrong, I'm 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 not at all taking the attitude, you know, of of the per per prisoner, not not in the slightest mark. I mean, I I, I totally appreciate that. I mean, I, I probably would be more of the view myself personally around the stricter, you know, or stricter sentencing, harsher sentencing, longer time basically for the crime. So you 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 do need I would think some level of um Rehabilitation services and and like with that, I suppose comes less crime in prison, less crime for prison officers probably as well. I imagine too, to a certain extent. Uh, Rowan is with us on the line. Um, why did you get in touch, Rowan?
7: Hey, Andrea, just listening in there. The uh, prison is the punishment, you know. Prisoners are, in, are in, in, in prison as punishment, not for punishment. You know, I, I I've worked in Mountjoy uh, in the last year, just uh, on a freelance project and met many, many prisoners in all in all places of the prison. You know, many of them doing long, long sentences. And a lot of these guys, the majority of the guys, yes, they've committed a crime, and yes, they're in there as punishment, but they still need access to rehabilitation. You know, mm. there's not proper access to counselling, mental health counselling, addiction services, uh, education. You know, the literacy rate, the illiteracy rate in Mentor is huge. You know, what, what do we expect people, what do you wait people for 20 years or for 10 or 15 years how do we expect them to rehabilitate it if they're not given any opportunity in the prison?
1: It's a good line, that, Rowan, actually. You know, that you're in, uh, the, the first opening mark you made around not in for punishment, that, it, you know, it is the time that you're yes, there. I mean,
7: and that's, that's a quote from them. I went yeah. in with all the same assumptions and presumptions that anyone would have going yeah. into a prison, nervous, scared, what am I going to meet? Uh, and, you know, to be honest with you, and I met some very high profile prisoners very low profile prisoners from all walks of life, you know, uh, and the same issues were there. Childhood trauma, poverty, uh, you know, undiagnosed mental health, leading to addiction, leading to crime, leading to getting into the prison, you know, where they're not being rehabilitated in any way, shape or form, despite wanting access to it. Amazing. Most of them wanted access to it, but they just don't, you know, whether it's underfunding or staffing, I'm not sure. But they don't have it, and let me tell you, Mountjoy is no three-star hotel. You know, uh, we got we got to see all aspects of it. You know, they're 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 in there to be punished. They're in there as punishment, not to be punished. You know, and that's mm. the line you'll hear again and again from prisoners in there.
1: Yeah, it's it's an it's 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 an interesting remark. What, can I ask Ron? What your the, the nature of your work? Are you allowed to to say in in what you were doing? Uh, it, it was research uh, project, uh, was it or?
7: It was it was, it was a, 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 a play that the prisoners were putting on. I was involved in the production of that they'd written themselves.
1: Okay, okay. You got an eye opener.
7: Well, as I said, I went in with the same assumption as everyone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? When are we going to meet God? These guys, you know, and you met them as they were lovely fellas, very open, very active in what they were doing, you know, able to be vulnerable. Uh, amongst themselves and amongst strangers who are coming in and they just wanted to be heard. You know, these are guys who don't have a voice because they're locked away in prison. You know, they um, they spend the majority of their time in their cells alone. They have to eat in their cells. They, you know, very little uh, access to proper rehabilitation, you know, counsellors, mental health, diagnoses, proper addiction services, you know, and, and they just wanted to be heard. They wanted to be, they wanted, you know, they are able to be vulnerable in front of each other, in front of us, which is a big eye-opener because they were just people, they were just human beings who all, yes, they all admitted their crimes and were very sorry for their crimes, the the people that I met. Um, But there they are 10, 11 years into a sentence and they're like, they have no education, they have no chance of getting to college. You know, what do we expect is going to happen to these people if we just lock them up for 12 years and then they come out and there's been no effort shown to them to change? You know, why would they?
1: John, John's with us as well uh, Rowan, we've Mark and Nikki, and it's 1800 106 John, what's your thoughts on this today?
7: My thoughts
8: are prison is, is, is there it is, is should be there as, as a deterrent that once they go in and they see how harsh things are behind those four walls, they don't want to go back I mean, I, they go in there oh, they, the, oh, people, and I agree they are, they're, they're human beings, but like they're going about uh, your last word deterrent deter or um, mental health. Everything these days, something goes wrong, mental health is brought into it. Mental health for this sport, anything. If someone falls for something, mental health, it's, it, it, I know it, 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 it is a problem, but it mm. can't be used the whole time. There are people, that lads going in there, uh, men and women going in there, and they don't care. They go in, they do the time, they come out, they re uh, offend, they go back to do the time, they come back out. Uh, but lads, will go, oh, they didn't get this, and they didn't get a, we were all born, we all lived in the country, we all grew up. We all had when, we all had the opportunity to go to school. If you did well in school, you went to college. Right? There's, there was grants for hundreds, for thousands of people out there to try and and every, every time you hear something about an education or the leaving cert, if you don't get your leaving cert, don't worry, don't get your, there's ways to do it. These 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 the people going into these prisons, okay, granted there's some silly crimes for people being in prison. But there are some series they and they They had the same. I don't care. They all had to go to school when we were kids. They all had. To, they, they didn't want to stay in school. Their parents had wanted them to stay in school. You can't be putting it down to oh, they're deprived this, they're deprived that. They all had the same opportunities of going to school. Getting it depends on
1: your circumstances, though, doesn't it? Like, no, it doesn't.
8: When you go with Andrea, when you were a child at five years of age, regardless if you came from a wealthy background or poor background, you had, You went to school. You went to school. There are hundreds of people out there who are in deprived situations, who went to school, studied, worked hard, and can got have a life. Then there's others going to go, I don't care, or whatever. They expect this and everyone says, okay. "Look, I'll put you this, way. Andrea. You go, you get your hair done, whatever the case may be, right? You might go every couple of, six or seven weeks, whatever the case I don't know. And it could be 80, 90 quid for you to get your hair, hair cut. For me, it's 15, 20 quid. I'm a guy, don't have a whole lot of hair left, but every six weeks, Right. You add that up. You add up a gym membership. You add up a, a, a cottage course that you might want to attend to and everything. And all that's up on us. and we, so if you go into prison and all this is handed to you, right, and it, I, who pays for that? It, the only people who pay for that Sting. really are the likes of you and I and that chap there who, when, you know, he, did, he was doing some good and I applaud him to do that. But those people are in, people are in prison. so I think it's a... For a reason. It's been going about drugs. The
1: dogs in the streets know the dogs about drugs. Let me, John, just, uh, Professor Mary Claire Van Hout has got in touch with us. She's on the line. Um, You you have some worker experience, Mary Claire, do you, within the prison system?
9: Yeah, Andrea, thanks very much for for allowing me to speak in. Um, So so I'm a professor of of public health, but I I work in prisons all over the world. Okay. um, In Europe, but also in Africa and the Middle East. Um, And I was just listening to your conversation and I, you know, I just wanted to say one thing, really, Mm. is that, um, you know, people who are serving sentences, um, you know, they are deprived of their liberty. That's the only right that that should be violated, really, um, that their right to freedom. Right. So so if you look at the Nelson Mandela rules and also the Bangkok rules, which are U.N. normative standards. Um, you know, governing prison systems all over the world, and Bangkok rules are relevant to women. Nelson Mandela rules are relevant to anyone who's um, deprived of their liberty. There, there is a right to vocational training. There's a right to access of of healthcare in prison. There's a right to education. There are many, many rights that people who live in prisons are actually entitled to. Um, aside of the fact that they're serving, you know, a punishment for for a crime, um, but my main point really was to say that investment should be made in reintegration initiatives. So not only equipping someone with new skills, confidence, personal development in prison, but really when they are released from prison, there should be sufficient investment made in pre-release planning, and that includes their health, but also their, you know, um, how they're going to get housed, um, what kind of employment prospects do they have, how do they reconnect with family, with children, um, and how do they really become a member of our society again afterwards? Um, And listening to your debate, that was my main point that I just wanted to put on the table. Mm -hmm. It's the reinsertion initiatives and investment in that 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 is so crucial um because if you invest in someone in prison and give them skills and hope etc and confidence but when they are released from prison that they don't have sufficient safety net is that's it
1: important. Is, is it fair Mary Claire to like for you know I suppose you can't generalize about all, about everybody that's 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 in prison but yes. like the idea of having decent facilities, if you want to call it that, or upgraded or new or state-of-the-art or whatever language you want to use, does that help um, to drop reoffending offending rates? Like, is well, there I a direct correlation?
9: I, 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 I'm not privy to, to long-term data on this topic, but I think investing in someone's vocational training, their personal development, it gives them a sense of self, it gives them a sense of hope, Um, But as I said already, it needs to be very much supported when somebody returns to their community, to their home. So what I'm trying to say is if you invest in state-of-the-art facilities and training initiatives in prison, but you don't have a safety net mechanism when someone returns to the community, that investment is lost. Um, And as I said, I don't have costs or health economics or social economic data to back up my point. But, you know, I I mean, to me, the piece in the jigsaw really is reinsertion. And that's the term that's used to to um describe the holistic continuum when someone leaves prison and returns back to society in the hope that they wouldn't reoffend and that okay. they would continue to be a productive member of society.
1: There's a lot of people, I can tell you, getting in touch about this today with um, fairly strong views. It's probably not all that surprising, really, though. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.